0: Welcome to Bet and Breakfast, a podcast from BetSided. Hey, does anybody want coffee? Who wants coffee? It's sports betting for everyone. I'm here to tell you today that the New York Yankees season is done. Stick a fork in them, it's over. Lamar Jackson, I can't believe he's that low on the list that he's my bet for sure at this point in the season.
1: Early leans, best bets, props, parlays. If you can bet it, we've got it. I'm taking the over on this. If you look at the last five games, this is a game waiting for points to be scored. Tom Brady, I think everyone's heard of him. If Brady puts up the numbers, they have the 10th easiest schedule the rest of the way. Get in, get out, and you're ready
0: to
2: go. I think they're gonna have to give him the award if Dallas ends up locking up this division and possibly even that number one seed.
0: And here are your hosts, Ben Heisler, Ian McMillan, Peter Dewey, Donovan Smoot, and Reed Wallach. What comes before anything? What have we always
1: said is the most important thing? Breakfast family.
2: I thought you meant of the things you need. Bed and breakfast, people. What's happening? It is Thursday, December 23rd, just two days away from Christmas. Ben Heisler with my guys, Ian McMillan and Donovan Smooth. The Thursday gang is here. We will go over our best bets of the night here on Thursday. We will also do our weekly bed sided pro-am. We're able to do that again this week with college bowl season going on. We pick a game from either the nfl or college football that we are playing and also a game that we are fading for the week but uh guys i, I know that christmas is a couple days away as, uh, as somebody of, of, of the jewish faith my uh hanukkah was like way at the beginning it was like a few days after uh after thanksgiving and now it just kind of feels like it's all sort of downhill everybody else is getting pumped for christmas they're all excited for all their gifts and celebrating with family and I'm just gonna eat Chinese food with uh, my wife and two kids, and uh, maybe you know go rent a movie or something like that. it It, it feels like for feels like for us it's we kind of peaked a little bit, but you guys have big plans coming up for Christmas?
0: Hold on, did you say you're gonna rent a movie? that that's that's what I was stuck on. Like you you're going like
1: to a that. rent box?
2: <laughs> what year is this? Are you gonna Blockbuster? I'm so glad you caught that. First of all, first of all, <laughs> What would what is it called if I go to uh like Amazon Prime and just rent a streaming movie? Is that not I guess it's renting fair. a movie anymore? That's, that's, like, you're, I'm, not, no. I'm not going to Blockbuster and just <laughs> through and finding something to jam into the VHS. You're right. Like maybe I need to change the terminology, but they do say either rent or buy from some of the streaming services. If I want to get something on YouTube or Amazon Prime or whatever, it's still considered a rental but maybe we just need to change the way that we phrase it.
1: A hundred percent. Cause I really <laughs> thought that you were going to go and like go to, go to Redbox. The only people I know that go to Redbox are like my friend's parents. And they are like, they're, they're much older than you. So I was like, wow, he's, he's watched. It. Like, <laughs> Thank, you.
2: Thank you for that. That's, that's another way to, to really feel good to, to start off my Thursday morning. Right? I, I, my friend's parents, they're, they're much older than you. Don't, don't worry about that. <laughs> I, I will say this though um, about Blockbuster. When when I was in college, you know, a thousand years ago, um, I, I was taking an advertising class, and one of the it was like a whole semester long assignment. And and one of our jobs that we had to do as part of this this class was come up with a creative brand strategy to save a failing brand. And we chose Blockbuster. And the whole concept that we built this uh, advertising campaign around was the immediacy. Of being able to get a video whenever you wanted. Because at that time, you guys, that was when Netflix they were only sending you DVDs in the mail. So, like, if you were on a date and you wanted to watch a movie, if you want to have you had a Netflix subscription, you're kind of screwed, you know? <laughs> hey, hey hun, what do you want to watch tonight? Oh, let's watch this. Okay, well, I'll see you in a couple of days. Oh no, at Blockbuster. You can go to the store and get it now. <laughs> What's um,
0: more immediate than physically walking or driving to a store and then picking it up that's and coming right.
2: back? And then Netflix <laughs> is like, oh, yeah, I'll raise you. We're going to make everything <laughs> available online and streaming. But I think that's my reminder of how old I was is that when I was in college, people actually had to get DVDs in the mail from Netflix. And now it's not the giant media conglomerate that it is now. But I was curious to get your guys' perspective on the holidays coming up because I, I think so much of it, especially when you're growing up and it's a, it's a fun holiday with your family, uh, there was always that that one gift that that you wanted. And people were always, like, striving for and trying to see what they can get. Do you guys remember what your favorite gift was when, when you were growing up that you got on Christmas?
1: Oh, uh, I don't... Okay, so my my I don't know. My parents are gonna be mad because they they've like they've always like hooked us up on Christmas, but I don't remember like anything like in specific. <laughs> like, I think the, like there's one from like where I was like a kid and we had flew up to New York to see some family, and I remember coming downstairs, they had like a little like uh uh what was it like a papa shot that was set up. Oh nice. And so, yeah, and so like I I played with that like all day and probably for the rest of our trip, but then we had to pack it up and and come back, and so I think once we got back to Houston, I'd never test it again, and so that was strictly like a vacation gift. So I think that's that's probably like the most like poignant like memory that I. Are had. you
2: good? Are you a good pop Shop player? Like if you're if if you're at if you're at a bar and and someone challenges you to a to a match, you halfway decent.
1: I'm I'm top two, not two. I'm I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> like, uh, I'm I'm good. Cause what and and what happens is if I ever go to like a Dave and Buster's or anything like that, I have to keep myself away from the Papa shop because if not, I will I'll spend the whole two three hours there just trying to beat the high score and trying to just go and go and go. And so I have to. That's like personal restraint. But I'm I'm nice. Like let's let's not get anything twisted. I'm nice. Top two, not two. Yeah.
2: I have to remember that. I, I'm like that too, Donovan. Uh, at summer camp one year, we went to a minor league baseball game and they had the, um, what do you call it? like the, the the speed pitch. Yeah. And it was like two, two bucks or something. You get three or four baseballs. And I, I, I don't throw particularly hard, but I, I think I threw one about 70 miles an hour and I was like 15 or 16. I was pretty proud of myself. And then my buddy Benji comes up and he's the guy that's good at everything. He's like, oh, okay, speed pitch. And he takes one and he throws it and it was 71 miles per hour. And then I spent (laughs) the rest of the game, I spent all the money that I had that I brought to summer camp that year trying to beat it and every time I could (laughs) never get it past 71. So I know that feeling of like just full-on competitiveness and trying to beat it and then it just never ends up happening and all of a sudden your money is gone. What about for you, Ian? Did you? uh, What were some of your favorite gifts uh, or, or at least Christmas memories growing up?
0: Uh, I was always a big video game guy. So I remember the first one that I went nuts for was the original Game Boy. um, Wow. Which was like, like the, like the graphics weren't colored. Like it was like the, it was like a weird, like yellowish color. And it was like a big block, like the original Game Boy. Um, and there's a home video. I was young enough that I could barely speak. And when I, when I got it, I got so excited, I just yelled a bunch of gibberish and was just like, Game Boy! <laughs> uh, so that's, that's probably the one that sticks out in my mind. And then from then on, almost every year is like uh, some video game or the newest system. So that was always a big... Uh, Christmas is when I got my video games for the year.
2: That's nice. We, we were the family that didn't get the, the gaming system until like we were probably too old to appreciate it. Like for me, it came when the PS2 came out. And so that was like our first ever video game system. But when we got that, oh, that was a glorious day. We've been waiting a long, long time for that. So I, I think that was probably my, my favorite holiday gift as well. The day that the uh, the PS2 finally came out. Well, hopefully all of you guys are able to get uh, and have Joanne a just
0: gift. chimed in with her favorite gift. Uh, a Casey Cartwheel doll?
2: <laughs> a Casey Cartwheel doll.
1: I don't, I don't know if I. I don't know if I, I can. I'm, I don't I'll even know. I've never heard of
2: that. <sighs> Joanne, you're gonna have to give us a little bit more insight into the world of.
1: Oh, is
0: it, is, is it like the doll that like you could tip? Yeah, it was. It was the doll that you could like tip over and it would do a cartwheel.
2: That's pretty if, cool. If you I, if you, I, if you, if that, you look it up, you,
0: you you'd recognize the pictures of it. Like I remember seeing commercials for it. It's like just need just tip it over and like does a
2: cartwheel. I mean, dolls. Dolls have gotten a lot more improved over the last handful of years, I guess I would say. But um, I, I don't. I don't ever recall seeing anything about the Casey Cartwheel. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm just washed, you guys. I don't, I don't I think remember. You can it up. I, think I don't you know, recognize I don't know. It. All right. Well, anyway, feel free to go ahead and, and continue to send us uh, your favorite gifts that you ever got. For those of you that are. Are watching on the YouTube chat this morning. We'll go ahead and, and continue to pop those up and react to them over the course of the show today. But let's uh, let's dive into uh, some plays for uh, for the upcoming week, guys. We got uh, the pro am back. Plenty of bowl games happening over the next several days. Um, you got Thursday night football tonight. You got plenty of NFL action heading into Week 16. Uh, so, Donovan, I will I will kick things off with you. Give me a play. Give me a fade heading into the Christmas weekend.
1: Yeah, so this week I'm gonna I'm gonna trust the Lions again. Um, I trusted them after their first win. They were plus ten against the Broncos then, and I'm gonna I'm gonna trust them plus six against Ian's Falcons. And Ian knows this more than anybody else. The Falcons defense is not good, and they, they're thirty first in points per game, and they're thirty first in red zone uh, touchdown scoring. They're I think either twenty fifth or twenty sixth in yards per game. Teams can go – it's not good when you just let teams go up and down the field on you, and then they can score touchdowns. That's not a. That's not something that, that you want to do. The Lions have covered in five of their last seven games. They're just outside the upper third in points per games in the last three. The Falcons – excuse me. The Falcons have only covered two of their last six. I think last time Detroit had a letdown after, you know, their Super Bowl, after their first win. <laughs> I, yeah. But they come back. They have they are literally in the exact same spot that they were two weeks ago against the Broncos. I think they learned from that experience and they they cover at least um my fade this week. In you know, in we're in bowl season. This is the unofficial draft pick bowl for the NFL. The the Jags are are right now would have the number one pick. The Jets would have the fourth overall pick. I this is gonna this is gonna be a trash game, but there's a lot on the line, but still. The Jags are the worst scoring team in the league. the 31st in yards per game. The Jets are the worst defense in the league. They're last in points per game, yards per game, points per play, and yards per play. Um, the Jags still, even against Houston, they still look kind of hopeless, even after Urban Myers' firing. But what the one thing that like I have a little bit of hope that can, you know, that they can actually put up points against New York is that James Robinson looked good. He had a he had a season high in touches at, at 21. And so I think if he can get going, then they'll be okay. But it just as a game, I listen, it's the Jets and the Jaguars. Like, I don't unless you live in Jacksonville or you live in New York, like you're not watching that game.
2: No. And the Jets right now at the moment have their head coach in the COVID protocol along with 15 other guys. Exactly. And the remarkable thing about that is that the line only moved by one point. <laughs> That's it. 15 guys on the COVID list. They're still favored against the jacksonville jaguars what uh what an absolute display of, of bad football coming up who do you like this weekend ian who are you fading this weekend
0: uh first of all donovan how dare you come out for my falcons at <laughs> this early in the morning you know, you um, what it is.
2: He, he hasn't <laughs> been the only one the rest of the nfl has done it too <laughs>
0: yeah, i just want to switch my pick right now and go against your eagles um mm-hmm. and also josh daniels in the chat says, la chargers minus 10 lock of the year against the texans um you're dealing with some COVID like,
2: issues too though
0: as much as i always like to pick against his chargers uh because they've just broken my heart every time i've bet on them this year I, yeah, yeah i mean i'm I not betting on the texans I
2: don't, yeah i don't know if I, first of all yeah it's tough to bet on the texans second of all the chargers are kind of like the vikings too where they just play a ton of one possession games minus 10, anything anything more than a touchdown or, or maybe even seven and a half for the chargers regardless of who they play kind of scares me and after it's what the, the Chargers te- it's the, did texans,
1: on, though. It's the Texans, though. It's <laughs> You know, this my chargers.
0: My chargers bet killed me last week on Thursday, plus three, and I lose by a touchdown and overtime.
1: Your, oh. your video was great, by the way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that anger fueled me for my 15 hour drive home. Um, okay, so my uh, my pick here, I'm gonna go Rams. Um, it's only they're only three point favorites against the Vikings, and I, don't, I honestly don't know why. I keep looking into it to see if there's like someone who's like a big name who's out for the Rams. Uh, I think the, the Vikings are better in the record, but I think the Rams are significantly better than the Vikings here. They're second, or sorry, second or third in the NFL in net yards per play. Um, they also throw the ball a ton. We know that about the Rams; they're a pass-first team. And the Vikings are 26th in opponent yards per pass attempt. Their secondary is weak. Rams should be able to attack their secondary. And the Vikings' offense relies on setting up the run. And the Rams rank third in opponent yards per carry. So I just like statistically, I don't think this game should be close at all. So I'm kind of surprised it's a three point favorite. Maybe it's a, a trap, even though I don't know if I necessarily believe in traps, but if it is, this game has to be one. Um, the one, the game that I'm fading would be the Buccaneers and the Panthers. I just don't know what to expect from the Buccaneers offense anymore after they got shut out by the saints, which was just shocking. Uh, Godwin went over the year. I don't know if Mike Evans is going to play. Uh, and the Panthers do have a very good defense, a very good pass defense specifically. So 10 point spread with how banged up the Buccaneers are. That's uh that's a tough one for me.
2: That's that's a really interesting one considering like everybody I think is gonna look towards Tom Brady and try and determine whether or not it was about him, whether it was about his weapons around him. Like it, the 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 knocks on Tom Brady after that game against New Orleans was was fairly surprising because he's had occasional bad games over the course of, of the last few years in Tampa Bay. But I, I thought the reaction uh, was a bit strong. I just think New Orleans had like a really good game plan. And then in the middle of the game, it's just hard to make those adjustments when you lose those guys. So 10 points feels like a lot in that particular situation. So I'm I'm with you there. But uh, considering that Tom Brady is, is going to be in that mix. Also uh, from our guy Reed checking in, uh, he's going to be looking at Tom Brady this weekend as well as another potential Got to look player. at him. Yeah, certainly. <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> do that as well. I've <laughs> Just got to look at him. That's right. Yeah. 44 years old. Still looking good. Uh, As as for my plays and fades for this week, I I like the Ravens plus two and a half. Uh, I'm probably going to wait this one out um, because I think this number actually has a chance to move to Ravens plus three. Uh, They're just kind of a scrappy bunch right now. They've won a lot of games this year that they shouldn't have won, but they've covered in their last two games in games that they really shouldn't have covered. Um, And I kind of admire... Baltimore in the sense that they're really backing their head coach when his decisions could have like, maybe, maybe folks are making the argument that Harbaugh lost the game for the Ravens. I, I don't think that's necessarily true. I think coaching those types of decisions in fourth down situations, you need to be consistent. And if anything, he's been incredibly consistent in that spot. And for anybody that saw the video that came out, his players have his back. And they're going to play hard for him regardless. So, knowing that the line is likely moving in Cincinnati's direction, knowing that the Ravens have an opportunity for revenge, and knowing the fact that Baltimore under Jim Harbaugh as a road underdog has been very successful in the past, I uh, wrote about it over at Betside of this week. I-, I think it's an opportunity for them to bounce back. So, while you can get him at plus two and a half right now at WinBet, I like holding off because I think this number is eventually going to move towards three. As for the game that I'm fading, uh chiefs right now is off the board against the steelers last time we saw it it was at nine and a half it could move down to, to maybe you know seven or so I, I gotta tell you guys i i am whenever whenever i bet the chiefs that's when um, they end up losing whenever i bet the other side the chiefs end up winning I, I just can't figure them out this year because they're so inconsistent they're so hot and so cold you have pittsburgh under mike tomlin uh, who's had the best underdog covering percentage since 2007 you're covering at about a 65 percent clip um but kansas city has also won five straight games against the spread they're now seven and seven on the year after starting two and seven and remember they went three 14 and one against the spread as well it just feels like you got too many trends kind of button heads in this game between two teams that you know are, are playing for something fairly compelling here I just want no part of it and I'm going to completely stay away from this game. I'll enjoy it as a fan. Hopefully everybody's healthy enough, but no interest in this game, at least for me. All right, let's get to best bets for Thursday, a couple before, uh, before Christmas. Don't forget, we're going to have a video coming out as well a little bit later on regarding some of our best bets for the NBA slate on Christmas as well. Uh, But Ian, I will kick things off with you. You have a play on Thursday night football 49ers right now, three point favorites. Over the Titans, that line actually just shifted from three and a half down to three. So who do you like here?
0: Yeah, this one's a no brainer for me. I mean, I wrote an article this week about how I think the 49ers are a good dark horse bet to win the Super Bowl right now. And the Titans are the team that I've been saying all year are fraudulent. So uh, I have to back the 49ers here. Fourth in the NFL right now in net yards per play. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is not getting the credit that he deserves for how he's played the second half of this uh, NFL season. Everyone's always quick to jump on Jimmy G and call him tr- uh, trash. He's been fantastic recently. Uh, actually, so far this this NFL season right now, he's first in the entire NFL in yards per completion. So this 49ers offense is explosive. The Titans are abysmal without Derrick Henry. Tannehill has not looked good since Derrick Henry's been out of the lineup. So uh, this one's a no-brainer for me. Got it back to 49ers minus three tonight.
2: All right, Donovan, you're also on the 49ers side, but for a different bet, looking on the prop side for tonight, who do you like?
1: Uh I like I like George Kittle to score a touchdown tonight. He's plus one ten. Uh I think anytime you can get plus odds on a focal point of the offense, and especially for the security blanket, right, for, for Jimmy G, who, like Ian said, is playing very, very well right now. Um, I like it. Kittle has six touchdowns in the last seven games. In two of his last three games, he has double digit targets. He's clearly going to be targeted. I I really think that that tonight's gonna to be a, a really good night for George Kittle.
2: I like the play on both those. I also like the play uh, in the NBA tonight. You got the Timberwolves visiting the Utah Jazz. Uh, over in this game right now, listed at 225 and a half. I like the over there, the number one team in the NBA. Covering on overs on the road are the Minnesota Timberwolves. They're doing it just over 69% of the time, nine and four so far nice. covering uh, the over on the season. Utah likes to push pace. Um, you know, the Jazz have, uh, you know, a matchup on, on Christmas Day. They have the final game of the night. Uh, don't forget Christmas unders the play Um, those have been hitting somewhere around the 73, 74% clip, especially in the earlier games. Uh, But knowing that the jazz are are looking forward to that Christmas matchup, I I just don't think the defense is going to be as consistent tonight, knowing that they got another game coming up in the next couple of weeks or next couple of days. Timberwolves, to me, they're going to push pace. We'll see whether or not towns is able to to have another big game for them, but I'm going more so with the trend here and also understanding that the jazz Probably not going to play the type of defense that we're used to seeing from them. I think both these teams are going to push pace quite a bit on Thursday night, and that is our show for today. Appreciate all of you guys for uh, for joining us. Uh, one last thought from our guy Reed over at sided. Imagine backing Cam Newton in Week 16 in the NFL. I can't do it. Uh, I, I know that. Uh, I'm so- taking
1: that disrespect. I, I love I love I love Cam. I know he hasn't looked good. Reed, we we got to talk. We can't we can't have that disrespect.
2: Is, is that really disrespect? On I, I don't know.
1: Cam Cam Cam's <laughs> one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, so yeah, I take it personally. That's
2: that's understandable, but it is week six, week 16. It's he fair, hasn't it's played fair, well. it's fair to get but it's a, personal. A pissed off Tom Brady. All right, perfectly fair. We thank you guys for joining us. Have a wonderful Christmas holiday for those of you that are observing. For Ian and for Donovan, I am Ben. We will be joined next Monday for a brand new bet and breakfast. Also make sure you guys go ahead and subscribe and like us over on YouTube as well. Some more fun stuff coming out ahead of the Christmas day slate in the NBA as well. Until then, we'll talk to you guys soon. Be good.